Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Volunteer Country on SI Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jack Foster, joined again by my friend Riley Haltom. Today we have more hoops talk. There was a big Lady Vols game on Saturday night against Stanford and what should have been a good game between the Vols and the Memphis on Saturday morning, but you know, it was unfortunately canceled due to a COVID-19 outbreak within Memphis Tigers program. Call it whatever you will, but you know, the game wasn't played, and that's really unfortunate for all of all nation and us here at Volunteer Country who were really stoked to see and cover the in-state reborn rivalry, but sadly it will just have to happen another time, at least we all hope anyway. But on behalf of us here at SI, I hope everyone involved is okay. So we're all in this together, you know, still fighting this pandemic. So Riley, I'm going to toss it to you for a sec. It's Sunday night, six days until Christmas. How are we feeling after an action-packed sports weekend between, you know, college hoops and NFL, of course? Man, you know me. I, I love being around sports, love watching them all the time with my family, with friends, whatever it is. So, you know, any action-packed sports weekend, I'm a take. And I, I love that stuff. You know, got Monday night football on, watching or uh, Sunday night football on, sorry. Right. Been watching it all day and uh, sad loss for those Titans, my Titans. But, oh. Oh. Yeah, man, that was rough. That, that was a poor offensive performance today, that's for sure. No, definitely, definitely. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's sports, man. It's what we love. We all love them. Yeah, so it's why we're that's why we're on this pod, you know. So exactly, yeah. We had what Thursday night football and then Saturday night football. Two, you know, Lady Vols game on Saturday for Tennessee, and then all day NFL Sunday, Monday night football coming up, Tuesday night football coming up. Yep. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, this is a time to be alive. Christmas next Saturday, let's go. Um, oh, and yeah. Riley, we are recording on a Sunday night, but people are going to be hearing this on a Monday morning later on in the week. So give us your best words of encouragement here for Vol Nation to finish out this week strong before the holidays. Look, it's almost there. We're almost there to those holidays. You know, just close it out, finish strong, get right into it. You know, you'll have your family around you, your friends around you come this holiday season. You know, finish it up, finish off strong, and enjoy your break coming up. It's right around the corner. Yep. And step one of doing that, they're already listening to this podcast. So congratulations for that, everybody listening to us to start your week off on a good note. And Riley, it's hard to follow up what you said, but I'm going to do my best here. And the only way I know how to do that is telling people about Acker Travel Company by Dream Vacations. Because if anybody is looking to book travel at any time during the year, especially around the holiday season, be sure and give our friends Beth and Price a call at Acker Travel Company if you are looking to skip all that monotonous work of booking that travel. They'll do it for you, and on top of that, they'll throw in a free $50 Visa gift card. I mean, Riley, what is there to lose? Go ahead and give them a call now at 678-983-2172 or visit their website at backer.dreamvacations.com to book. That number again is 678-983-2172. All right, Riley, let's get into it first. Let's recap the men's week and what happened there. As we mentioned last pod, they fell to number 18 in the rankings after, you know, that horrible game against texas tech but in the past week they knocked off usc upstate 96 to 52 scored the most points they have in a game this season and absolutely dominated kennedy chandler olivier kama had big games scoring 15 and 21 points respectively you know we kind of figured this was going to happen but just what do you think of the vols performance i know it was tough to watch you know having the espn subscription and all but you know keeping up seeing stats just how the vols absolutely dominated the spartans what do you think of that performance 
it's definitely an offensive performance that we needed to see uh, a good rebound for, for a lot of these players, particular, particularly Kennedy Chandler, who, you know, just on this last pod, I, I was going kind of hard on him and, and he's showed up and he's proved that, Hey, when it comes down to it, he can put up those points and it may have been against USC upstate, but Hey, you take that, uh, you take that offensive performance, you try to apply it to other games upcoming, particularly would have gone for Memphis, you know, but uh, in the future, you know, uh, any, any games coming up, you know, you have to apply what you take from those games. It's all about learning from your mistakes, fixing them, and then taking, you know, if it's against a bad opponent, you know, uh, you take those mistakes, fix them against those bad opponents and apply them to your stronger opponents that you're having on later in the schedule coming up SEC play things like that so it's important that we work out the uh that that UT works out those kinks early on uh so that here in the future when they take on you know SEC schools who are not going to be as easy as USC Upstate that uh they really shut it down and and really really get things moving for them offensively defensively uh both sides of the ball you know you you that's what you want to see from them yeah, absolutely. And we talked about it last spot. They had just knocked off UNC Greensboro. And, you know, it was a good win after the Texas Tech loss. But we kind of touched on how they weren't, you know, all the way there still. They were still missing open looks. Well, in this game, I didn't see any of that. I saw near perfect performance. I know they only shot 11 of 25 from three. But, I mean, they shot 56% total, you know, from the field. So, just a pretty excellent shooting per, uh, performance from Tennessee. And, you know, Blanket D, of course, this game was – you know, just a high-octane kind of game. It's really fast, really fast moving. So USC Upstate naturally got more possessions and were able to score more points than UNC Greensboro did. But just you could – Tennessee passed the eye test more in this game than they did against UNC G. And I was really looking forward to Tennessee-Memphis after this game. But, you know, unfortunately it didn't happen. So let's talk about that. What were your original thoughts when you found out that game on Saturday morning in Bridgestone was canceled? Shock confusion particularly confusion um you know it one hour to tip off the game's off you know it's crazy it was wild and I know it was a big disappointment for a lot of people everyone wants to see good basketball and that's what that game was going to be an in-state rivalry two very good teams it was going to be good basketball and you know nobody likes to see things like that get called off so it's it's sad thing to to see but uh you know, in the future, we'll have more games and the Memphis will have plenty of great games coming up. Tennessee will have plenty of great games coming up. It's just a shame that this one wasn't able to happen. Yeah, it really did. It really was unfortunate. And I was devastated you know, for all everybody who went to Bridgestone, you know, because it's not it's not the easiest thing in the world to, you know, travel like that. But I know a lot of people from Vol Nation were going. I mean, it's one of the biz, uh, it's one of the biggest games on the schedule, you know, with that in-state rivalry and you know memphis they had lost four straight they won a four game skid you know losing to murray state you know it was bad but then they beat alabama uh last week and they looked really good playing great d having a lot of success in the paint and you know tennessee doing what they did against upstate what were you expecting going into saturday after those two midweek games that happened so after those two games i i was really expecting more offense than than i originally kind of had planned for this game in my head uh you know, Memphis's offense looked great against Alabama. They were moving fast. They were hitting their shots. It was 
Uh, it was really high octane, fast offense, good basketball. Uh, and, and Tennessee, obviously, absolutely demolished uh, USC Upstate. And, and I originally, you know, coming off that, that bad game against uh, Texas Tech and not really putting up a whole lot of points against UNC Greensboro, I wasn't expecting just a ton of offense coming from Tennessee. I figured they'd have to win that game more with their defense. Uh, but they did end up, you know, absolutely put, putting up a ton of points against USC Upstate. So uh, my outlook for that game changed a little bit. You know, I expected, mm-hmm. hey, maybe this fall team is going to put up more points. Kennedy Chandler can kind of be on point like he had been. Uh, Kamwa, if he, if he can put up those kind of points that he did uh, against USC Upstate, 21. I mean, that's a lot of points for him and yeah. uh, in his expanded role that he's kind of taken on. So. Uh, I was uh, I was expecting some high octane, some fast, some uh, some very offensive basketball. Right, I, you kind of hit the nail on the head of what I was going to say. You know, as far as offense, but specifically the bigs and how they were able to attack the offensive glass. Because, like I said, against Bama, DeAndre Williams, you know, Jalen Duran, they were amazing against Bama. They were just all over the place. They were dominant in the paint. Like I said. And I was just looking forward to how they were going to match up against Kamwa and Folky. You know, Folky's great on defense, but he can have some off nights on offense. And I was I was just curious to see how that was going to happen. But unfortunately, we didn't get to see it. Something we did see, Riley, though, um, at least the people in Thompson Bowling Arena did. We got to see the highlights. But uh, an intra-squad scrimmage that was put on by our Tennessee Volunteers. What do you think of the Vols holding that scrimmage for the fans there, you know, to kind of give them their money's worth in a sense? Right. Nothing's going to replace the kind of game that that was going to be. Right. Right. Especially not an intra-squad scrimmage. But uh, it says a lot about Rick Barnes and this team to, you know, go out there and, you know, put something on for these fans. You know, the ones that had commuted to to see the, you know, what some incredible basketball be played. You know, they didn't get to see that. But it says a lot, you know, because they were after or when it got called off, they were taking pictures with fans, signing autographs, that kind of thing. So uh, it's not going to replace, you know, an amazing game that what could have been, but uh, it says a lot about them to, to go out there and do something for the fans. You know, they didn't have to do that. They could have packed up and got back on the bus to go watch the lady balls play, but uh, exactly. And they did end up doing that But uh, before doing so, you know, they did the little scrimmage and and they took some pictures and signed some autographs. So it's good to see. Yeah. Yeah. In Bridgestone, you know, you got to look at it from a player's perspective too. You know, a lot of freshmen, a lot of guys who haven't played in Bridgestone ever. I I don't know if Fulky has or not, but you know, the majority of these Tennessee volunteers have not probably played in Bridgestone. So just that experience of being able to shoot in Bridgestone, you know, kind of holding somewhat game you know it's a scrimmage it you like you said you don't get your money's worth really but it's something and I'm, I just think it was really cool for Rick Barnes to do that for Tennessee to do that and then to add on Vols fans got a treat after the disappointment in Nashville is they got to get into the Lady Vols Stanford game for free so long as they showed you know the proof of their Vols Tigers ticket at one of the booths in TBA and that's you know yet again really special stuff from the Tennessee Athletic Department, making sure, you know, Vol Nation is taken care of and treated fairly. What was your take on that? I just, like, it was good for them to do that. You know, these fans paid probably a lot of money to see that Tennessee-Memphis game. So, uh, you know, not only that with letting them use their ticket for to get into the Lady Vols game, 
not only do you, you know, do another thing to kind of remedy that, you also give more support for your Lady Balls in their upcoming match. So I great, great idea from the Tennessee Athletic Department. I think it was a good thing to do, not only just for the ticket holders, but also for your Lady Balls to give yeah. more fans in the stands. So uh, it, it was a good thing for the Tennessee Athletic Department to do, for sure. Yeah, just just uh, trying to end a crazy day on a high note. <laughs> but let's talk about the Tennessee Memphis series before we switch to you know Lady Vols game. It was Tennessee Memphis was played in 2018 the 2019 season, and it was played again in 2019 2020 season. But wasn't last year, of course, because of COVID. It was going to be played obviously this year, but you know everything happened. Do you think that this series should continue to go on? H- how important do you think it is for the series to continue to be played every year? So one of the things that I'm very much in favor of in sports across all sports is rivalry games. I love them. Uh, They're always so much more passionate, so much more involved. Uh, The players really get into them. I mean, you get it from all levels, from high school to college to professional. Uh, Rivalry games are always going to be a huge deal. And teams are really going to build up to them. It's something for everyone to look forward to. The fans, the players, the coaches. I mean, it, it rivalry games are, are such a major thing in sports. So a Tennessee-Memphis in-state rivalry game, you know, neither of the teams have to travel very far if they do either neutral, home, away, whatever it is. Uh, neither team has to travel very far. Uh, it, it's a good it's a good deal for everyone. Fans of basketball of college basketball in the state of Tennessee regardless of where you live it's not that not that bad of a drive to go and see two very good teams duke it out on the court it's an amazing thing I think rivalry games like this need to happen every year yes I totally agree and you know Rick Barnes said he hadn't given any thought about the future he said he it's definitely not happening again this year it's not going to get rescheduled they just don't have a room but I sure hope it does man and like you said, just those in-state rivalries, those games for the fans and players, coaches to look forward to every year is just what's part of the hype, you know? So I think Vols Memphis is a great one to keep going, and I hope it eventually happens. So, Riley, let's move on to the future of, you know, UT men's basketball team. This next week they got number eight Arizona coming to town in Thompson Bowling Arena, going to be one of the biggest matchups they've had all year. Just what do you think is going to happen you know, between the Wildcats and the Volunteers, how do they match up? What's your What's your thoughts? Uh, look, Arizona is not going to be an easy game. It's going to be on the lines of Villanova, and, and it would have been kind of like this Memphis game, and that's why another reason I wish this Memphis game had happened because it would give me a, another <laughs> way to look at the these upcoming games that are going to be very difficult for these uh for these Vols, but. Uh, UT Arizona, it's not going to be an easy game for the Vols. You know, once again, you're getting young players, Kennedy Chandler in particular, I'm, I'm thinking of uh, playing against some very, very veteran guards and, and a very well-coached fo- uh, basketball team. Sorry. Um, so uh, it, it'll be a, it'll be a big deal. Um, I don't think it'll be an easy game for the Vols. If I have to do a score prediction, I'm going to go – I hate to do it. I'm picking the Vols to lose again. Yeah. Uh, I hate to do it, but um, I'm going to pick the Vols to lose. Not by much. Uh, I'm thinking somewhere in the realm of high 70s, low 70s for Arizona. 
Uh, I think right now Arizona's just playing some really good basketball. So it, it'll be hard. It'll be a hard game for those balls to win. Well, Arizona hasn't played a ranked opponent yet. So this, you know, on paper will be their toughest, their toughest game yet as well for the Wildcats. And it's on the road in TBA. Very true. Yeah. Like I, I agree with what you're saying. We've seen Tennessee play really inconsistent basketball at times, and it's hard to be confident in them going against a number eight seed, but it's going to be close. You know, Tennessee, I feel like this Memphis game is going to give them more fuel. What do you think? Uh, do you think this Memphis mishap chaos will give them more fuel going into Wednesday? Oh, I definitely think that Tennessee is hungry for for a, a difficult game, a challenge. You know, they want to prove themselves after losing to Texas Tech and the last really big challenge they had against Villanova. They failed to get there. They failed to finish out. So I, I think these balls are hungry. They want a big matchup against a good team. So having them coming to TBA, uh, it's going to be a good thing for the Vols. You know, you, you always want to defend your home court. So that's, you know, more fuel to that fire. I think they're going to play their hearts out. I think they're, it's going to be a very gutsy game. And it's not going to be easy for either team. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's going to be a great one. Be sure and follow Volunteer Country on SI everywhere to keep up with that game moving forward. We'll have full coverage of Vols Wildcats on December 22nd, heading into the holidays. And let's move to Lady Vols. Riley, Lady Vols finally lost a game. They're now 9-1 and one after losing to the reigning national champions in the Stanford Cardinal. You know, Stanford came in as the number three seed. Lady Vols were the number seven. Stanford had two losses to teams that Tennessee had beaten this year, but you know, the Cardinal got the best of them in Thompson Bowling Arena on Saturday night was a hard-fought game. What is your biggest general takeaway from this loss? Rebounding, rebounding, rebounding. I mean, it's Kelly Harper's identity as a coach. It's Kelly. It's become this UT team's identity. You absolutely have to get those boards, and it's something they failed to do in a in a good way against Stanford. And against a team like Stanford, they're very well coached as well they're going to look at that and say, hey, rebounding, this is a major thing for this Lady Vols team. We need to take that away from them. And, and that's exactly what they game plan to do. So uh, rebounding is definitely a major thing for this Lady Vols team. I think they live and die by their performance on the board or on the, on the glass. So mm -hmm. uh, it, it's definitely rebounding for me, Jack. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they were rebounded for the out rebounded for the first time this season. The Cardinal out rebound them 52 to 43. Tennessee did not get an offensive board in the first quarter. Like that'll get you off to a bad start. And to make matters worse, Tamari Key had two fouls at the snap of the fingers to start off. And Kelly Harper basically benched her for the rest of the first half, trying to play it safe. I understand why she did it. But then the second quarter just went awry, man. Like it went totally the cardinal way tennessee got behind by a lot in the second quarter i think they were down by 20 at one point they kind of fought back to only be down 17 going into halftime but the second quarter i think is where the vols lost their where the lady vols lost it you know it's just such a hard deficit to come back from going into half and um let's talk about tamari key i kind of got off track there but let's talk about tamari key you know only four minutes in the first half like i mentioned only played 15 total fouled out in the fourth quarter with about three and a half minutes left. Just 
how detrimental was it for the Lady Vols to only have TK out there for, you know, a limited amount of time due to fouls and other things? So Tamari Key and a lot of the post-game pressers talked a lot about her her fouls and staying on the court for an extended period of time. And uh, she really failed to do that against the Cardinal. Um, she has a major impact day in and day out. When every single game these Lady Vols play, she's having a major impact. And uh, I believe up until this game, she was averaging a double-double in points and uh, rebounds. And in this in this matchup, in this matchup, one point, five rebounds, three only three blocks, which you know, not bad, but not for TK. At all. It's a little low, right? Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. So and five fouls. She had as many fouls as she did boards. That's insane. That cannot happen. And she said it a million times. It's just immaturity, something that she needs to grow out of, she needs to mature out of. And and I think this game was just a bad one for her all around. It's one that she's going to want to forget. Uh, so hopefully in the future she can move out of that and, and fix, you know, the little things. Cause you know, it's not something like she was punching somebody in the face or anything like that. It wasn't like that. It was just, she's doing little things that, that are very coachable that, that can get called mm-hmm. and, and, you know, jumping towards the blocks instead of like she said, letting them come to her. Uh, it's just things like that that she's got to work on. And, and she's done a pretty good job of it this season, but failed to do so today. And I, or not today, but uh, Saturday. And I think it's, not, it's a big reason why the Vols struggled so much against Stanford. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like that's, you know, you t- we talked about boards and uh, these kind of go hand in hand. Tamari Key, obviously, is where the Lady Vols make their bread and butter with getting rebounds because, I mean, Tamari Key's the biggest girl on the court for the most part against most any opponent they're going to play. And that's that kind of what hurts her with fouls. It's just the type of player she is, like you've been saying. And, you know, to only play four minutes in the first half gets you down so much. And all five of her boards came in the third quarter, by the way. You know, she played, I think, almost the entire third quarter, which eventually led to her fouling out. But the Lady Vols had to ignite something. And Tamari Key was that ignition that got them back to only – uh, being down three points at one point in the third quarter. So let's talk about that third quarter explosion as opposed to the second quarter mishap. Do you think TK was the sole reason that happened? I don't know if she's the sole reason that happened. I think the entire team came out at halftime with kind of a renewed fire, but I, I do think that she she's the one who really, you know, started it. You know, she's the one that gave them that initial spark, like you were saying, it's what really, you know, reignited the team. And Tamari Key, she has that kind of presence every time she gets on the court. At any point, she can be the one to, you know, get the offense moving, get the defense moving. Uh, you know, whether it's a block or, or an offensive rebound, uh, Tamari Key is the one that that's giving them that fire. And, uh, yeah, that, that third quarter explosion, I do think that was in large part thanks to her. Not entirely, you know, like I said, the entire team came out, you know, just looked kind of refreshed, renewed, but uh, uh, they look like a different team coming out in that third quarter. But but mm-hmm. uh, Tamari Key was a big part of that, I think. Right, absolutely. And they outscored Stanford 20 to nine in the third quarter um, after getting outscored 26 to 13 in the second. So a complete flip flop you know, coming out of halftime from the Lady Vols. Kelly Harper noted in her post-game press conference, she goes, I know you guys are probably thinking I barked at them. That didn't happen. 
I saw the look on their faces when they came to halftime. They know what they did wrong. I don't even have to tell them. That's how confident in my team I am to know that they're going to rebound. Our halftime talk was completely inspirational. We came out, and it obviously worked. So, you know, the Lady Vols got back into the game with snap of the fingers, and then Stanford hits a buzzer beater three, literally, you know, at the last second of the third quarter. It would have been 20-6 to six they outscored them in the third quarter if it wasn't for that. So that kind of hurt. And then in the fourth quarter, uh, Ashton Prechtel for Stanford comes out and just drills three threes back to back to back. You know, was that the turning point in this game rally to where Stanford just put the Lady Vols away? I think so. Uh, the Lady Vols have shown time and time again that the fourth quarter is where they live, particularly Jordan Horston. And, and you know, you come out in that fourth quarter at the end of the third where you put on this pretty like a clinic basically you yeah know, they just, had a 14 0 run at one point exactly yeah they, they they were going absolutely insane and you know that buzzer beater three is just kind of like a letdown it's like ah oh, we you know if, as a player like we had them we had them and then that little they snuck one in so as a player you know you know that's disheartening going into that fourth quarter as a tennis or as a lady ball, you're sitting there and they hit three threes and it, it just hurts. You know, it hurts to watch because, you know, that's not a, that's not an easy thing to see. You've been playing really good defense, really good offense the entire half. And then they go and it's it's like, what do you do? You know, and, mm-hmm. and I do think that that can be a huge killer for any type of momentum that the lady balls had from that third quarter. Uh, it just all died right there on that buzzer beater. And then those uh, Prechtel's three threes, you know, it, it sucks. Yeah, yeah. And Prechtel came in because Cameron Brink, their star forward, fouled out like really quick in the fourth quarter. And then she just, you know, she came off the bench. She's not a starter. And she just put it to the Lady Vols with those three shots. And Kelly Harper was obviously asked about this in the post game, And she goes, if we were playing football, let's just say it was blown coverage. So she put it all on them. You know, it wasn't. Right. Right. She, she was just like, it was our fault that happened. We allowed that to happen. We were just playing off and it. And it was it was really detrimental, man. But, um, yeah, that and the slow start kind of combined things kind of combined things that, you know, were really negative for the Lady Vols on Saturday night. But I want to get your uh, thoughts on Haley Jones as well. She was great in their championship run last year and then had a career high rebound total against the Lady Vols with 19 and made all of her free throws was clutch at the end when ice in the game away. What'd you think of her performance? You know, almost 40 minutes, almost 20 points. I mean, she was, she was incredible. Uh, and you love seeing players, you know, ha- <laughs> it sucks when you're a fan of the Lady Vols and you see, uh, you know, someone going off against them or for any team really, but uh it, it really is incredible to see players, you know, have games like that. It's you can't help but be like, wow, you know, 19 rebounds, 18 points. That's insane. It's a really good performance by her. And is she's a large reason why Stanford is able to do the things that they do. Yeah, absolutely. She was just a menace on the glass. And she was kind of what the Lady Vols needed Tamari Key to be to win this game. You know, she's exactly on the other side and they they had the better night on the floor, pure and simple. And it's it was an 11-point victory for the Cardinal, but it really was closer than that to end the game. It just obviously, you know, it happens in basketball. With all the fouls at the end, that led to the the bigger deficit there. But, Riley, what let's let's close out this game with talking about that slow start again. What did the Lady Vols got to do to prevent that from happening again? It's absolutely unacceptable when you get 
you scored 26 points in the first half as a whole, and they scored 26 in just the second quarter. Right. Yes. That can't happen. <laughs> can't happen. No matter what team you are, who you're playing, you can't let that happen to you. And uh, it's been a thing consistently where they start slow and kind of get better as the game goes on, it feels like. Uh, so the Lady Vols, they really just need to tighten up getting into the game, you know. Yeah, I feel like a lot of it's momentum. They rely a lot on momentum. And when they start off at the beginning and they're, they're hit, they're, you know, going for threes, not really looking to the inside as much, I've noticed. And that's an issue. So you need them to really look at their inside looks, get Tamari Key involved early, uh, you know, not, not defensively as much offensively. You need her offensively at the beginning of the game. Get her involved. Get those easy points, uh, layups, rebounding, rebounding, rebounding. It's a huge thing. It always will be. So uh, I, there's a lot of things that they can improve on to start the game. You know, three-point shooting, obviously, you can point. And, you know, Lady Vols' biggest flaw right now is probably their three-point shooting. And so to clean that up, which they have been doing more and more as time is going on, I think that's something this team is improving on steadily as, as more and more games come and go against tough opponents against bad opponents they're they're really improving that three-point shooting it's a it's something that they're that they're working on and it, they're not going to be the team that's going to hit a bunch but uh they're, they're working on getting those open looks and hitting those open looks so i think that's going to be a a big deal when, when you start seeing the fruits of that labor in practice when that starts translating onto the game, uh, it, it's going to be a big thing for these Lady Vols to hit those threes just here and there. It doesn't have to be all the time, but, you know, one three, we were talking about, one three can light up a, an entire game, and it's part of the yep. reason Stanford was so strong. They hit one, and all of a sudden that led to another, and then that led to another. And then all of a sudden Stanford felt like they were – it felt like Stanford was running away with the game. Right. It, it yeah. can be a momentum killer. It can be a momentum starter for both teams. So uh, getting those three point shots, I think, is a big thing. Getting Tamari Key involved early is a big thing. So uh, there, there are a lot of things the Lady Vols can do to improve. And, and I know Kelly Harper, the coach that she is, she's going to get them to improve. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Jordan Walker's statement, I wanted to mention this early, but her statement in the postgame really backs up what you're saying here with uh, – you know, just coming out with that fire, with that spark they always have in the second half. She said, pure and simple, we have to start with the same punch we finished with. And that that just sums up everything. It's so short and it's so beautiful that that sums up exactly what the Lady Vols have to work on moving into SEC play. And, you know, Kelly Harper also, it, I just, you got to love this team's willingness to, you know, rebound and come together because you know, after the game as well, Kelly Harper was talking, you know, this team isn't going to come in Monday devastated. We're going to take a day off. We're going to get our thoughts together. We're going to come in Monday and we're just going to be back to who we are because, and I don't have to tell them to, because this team is motivated enough. I really think that this lady Vols team is going to make a run because Stanford is a reigning national champion. They're better than their record. They showed it on Saturday night. They're probably, one of, if not the toughest team in the country right up there with South Carolina, NC State, whoever else you want to name. But Tennessee, is they're, they're not far behind, man. And I really am excited for what's to come for these Lady Vols. I'm with you on that. They, they've shown a lot of fire. They've shown a heart. Game in, game out. 
you against tough opponents against not as tough opponents you know anytime mm-hmm. you see any bit of struggle any kind of discord going on they rally together they rally around each other they rally around their coach and they go and make plays they win those games any means necessary and ray burrell let's not forget about her the report came out last week. It was, I don't know if you really call it a report, but Harper said she's starting to shoot in practice. And we know, Ooh. Riley, that we've seen her out there pregame, catching passes, shooting a couple. She can walk. And uh, honestly, Saturday uh, before the Stanford game, she wasn't sporting really any sort of big brace. She had sweats on, so you couldn't see under. But from the looks of it, she looked fine. She was walking around fine. Obviously, she probably has a bit of ways to go before she can come back to the court. But Right. You know, if she comes back, it's on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, um, but yeah, man, so let's talk about Monday to close out Lady Vols talk here. They got ETSU coming to TBA. It's the third game in their five game homestand here. Last game before the holidays. Obviously this is just going to kind of be a run of the mill win for the Lady Vols. I think they're just going to get their confidence back up. Not that it's down. I don't think, but they're going to get their confidence back really high heading into the holidays. What's your score prediction for Lady Vols ETSU? I'm looking at about 65 to 51. Okay. So I'm, that's what I'm taking. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I think, uh, I think Horson uh, is going to have a huge game. She was very, very upset after this loss. You could just tell she doesn't like losing. I mean, she was the point leader for the Lady Balls, uh, scoring 19 points. Her and Alexis Dye were really awesome in the second half on the offensive you know, side of the court. And I just feel like this could be one of those 20-plus games we've seen from Jordy this season. So – that's that's my prediction for this game. I like your score, but I'm going to go a little bit higher. I'm going to say 74 to 55. I think it's almost a 20-point victory for the Lady Vols heading into Christmas. Uh, I like I like that prediction. I, I love seeing Jordy go off, so hopefully <laughs> yeah. she, she can get that fire. She can channel that into a performance like that. Right. All right, Riley, that's going to close it out tonight. And everybody, thank you for listening to this episode of the Volunteer Country on SI Podcast. Riley, got any big Christmas week plans? Just hanging with family, watching some sports, classic. You love it. You know, got plenty of family coming over. Brother who I haven't seen in a little while, who's who's been living up in Indianapolis, is coming home. So, oh, it's just oh no, is he a time. Colts fan? Is he a Colts fan? Oh, no, 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 no. Ah, okay. <laughs> nah, they haven't turned him that fast. We still what? got we still got him back here in Titans. After that Colts win against the Pats, what a time it would be to have a sibling rivalry of different Ooh. fans. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, oh, but, yeah, geez. we got two NFL games on Christmas. It's going to be a great week. Everybody, I hope you all have a great Christmas and happy holidays from everyone here at Volunteer Country on SI. Be sure and keep up with us on your socials at VR2 on SI. Yes, that is still our handle. Can give Riley a follow at Riley Haltum on Twitter. Also, give me a follow at Jack Foster TV on all social media platforms. Again, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Volunteer Country on SI Podcast, allowing us to do what we love week in, week out, and that is to talk Tennessee sports. For Riley Haltum, I'm Jack Foster. We'll catch all of you wonderful people next time.